Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fitzgerald, and it is always a pleasure to have you joining me. I hope you're getting a lot of value and enjoying this podcast. And if you are, please feel free to share with family and friends. Obviously, don't forget to subscribe yourself. And if you want to leave a review, please do. Now, that's enough of that because I have to say that every week just to keep reminding people that it is really, really appreciated if they do manage to do any of those things for me. So how can I help you in return? Well, today I thought I'd actually talk about how I do deals direct with landlords. So I do rent to rent deals. I have done other deals, of course, as well. But predominantly, it's all about rent to rent and building the business. So what do I do uh, and how do I find my deals? Now, I've covered this in other podcast episodes of, of obviously the Property Unleashed, but I thought I'd delve a little deeper into my tactics and what I do. Now, Listening to a lot of people out there, obviously my tactics and what I do are probably a few years old now because I started in 2019, back in the day, so to speak, uh, and we built a pretty pretty good portfolio up over the course of that year uh, and into early 2020 before the pandemic hit. Since the pandemic, it's more it's been a bit more like uh, lettings for us. Uh, and we did convert a few properties from rent to rent into the lettings business and the letting side of things. But predominantly, you know, rent to rent is still something I always look at whenever I go into uh, a lettings sort of deal. I always have a little sneaky look to see if it will work as a rent to rent as well. And if it would, I could potentially put two offers on the table that we could manage it like this in lettings or we might be able to offer you a guaranteed rent each month. So it's nice to sort of have both of those sort of sides of the scale to be able to do things. But uh, I've been looking, obviously, like you all have online, and I see all these creative strategies on how to find, uh, you know, direct to vendor leads um, through LinkedIn or or just going on Gumtree or, or just land registry. But I would still say the best one I've come across and the one that works the most is the direct to vendor landlord marketing letters. Now, it can be a letter. It can be a flyer. It can be a brochure. But uh, fundamentally, it just needs to say what you do, what you offer and how you can help them. And that's it, really. Um, And you can add a bit of banter. You can have a bit of fun. I know some people put some quite catchy comments at the top on the headers to try and grab people's attention or or add something in the envelopes to to make it a bit more fun. Maybe a pen to say, you know, come and sign on a dotted line or anything. You know, there's there's loads you can get creative with and loads you can do. But by marketing out the letters, it's it's a bit more. Uh, back end sort of stuff. It, you're not out there talking to all the agents. Some people will find talking to agents easy. Other people will find talking to agents 
daunting and and not a great deal of fun. I must admit, in the beginning, I didn't feel I didn't find it uh, a lot of fun talking to agents uh, and getting all the no's and and people not really understanding what you were saying and looking at you a little bit alien or or a bit like oh another one of these. But you do have to force yourself in life to to better yourself and to obviously achieve things. You need to do things that you've never done before. So I would always say, even if you don't want to do it, still do it and have a go. And don't take the first few times you do it as that's how they're all going to be, because you'll get better. You'll get more comfortable with with how you're approaching people. But with the letters, it, it removes a lot of that. And if you have quite a big list in your area, it's a very good to get your campaigns going, to get the momentum going. You know, if you've got a thousand people maybe in your area, I wouldn't say send a thousand letters in one because you could get inundated with calls. You might not. But if you did, you might not be able to service and help everybody because you've had too many calls at once. So make sure if you've got a big list, you sort of set it up as a campaign, a bit like a company would. Over time, you're going to send out these letters, mix them up. Don't just send the same letters all the time. Make sure everybody sort of gets a different letter every time you send them. Uh, I'm not saying each and every individual house. I would just say if you've got a thousand houses or a thousand uh, vendors to, to market to, then market the same letter to them all. And then maybe the next time you go around, mix it up a bit, change the letter slightly. I think when you keep seeing the same letters, I mean, I get letters through myself now. But when you keep seeing the same old letters, it looks a little bit sloppy. It looks like somebody hasn't really taken the time or the effort to try and mix things up a bit. And for me, if you are a business, you're always going to have a bit of a, a different message each time you want to market out. So what, in my opinion, is the main advantage of landlord letters? I'll tell you, the main advantage is if you send a letter out, a flyer, a brochure, whatever, that landlord rings you. They are a warm lead. And that is the difference between going and sticking your head in an agent's office and saying, you know, we do commercial lets or, or whatever, or somebody ringing you up because they have a problem and they need it solving. So nine times out of 10, when somebody rings you, it's because they're fed up with something, they've got a problem with something, or they just do not want to manage the properties themselves anymore. That's it's powerful in itself. And that gives you the advantage when negotiating, not in a bad way, but when negotiating, you know that you can solve somebody's problem. You can solve somebody's headache. And it is quite rewarding in that sense. Knowing you can help somebody out and your business, your offering, your services can help somebody, you know, happier and, and live a freer life is is great and it's it's satisfying for all parties a bit like offering tenants a really nice home a really nice place to stay through your business you're putting people you know you're putting a roof over the head of people and making sure that they've got a safe and comfortable environment to live it's a very rewarding strategy and one that i love and a business that i also love to have and grow so what do you do when landlords ring you? Well, you need to know what you're going to say to them. It's no good answering the phone just saying, yep, we just want to rent your property and give you a guaranteed rent. You've got to give them peace of mind. You've got to give them something that other people or even letting agents cannot offer. So you need to have, I always had a bullet point script, which I share with my students now, and obviously they can create and build their own. But it's great to have that bullet point script to be able to know what to say, what you need to know, and all the details you need to get from that landlord. So what do you say when they say to you, what is it you're offering? 
Well, I say, we like to take your property on as if we are a management agent. Only the perks are a lot better with us. We cover all minor maintenance issues. We'll look after your property as if it's our own and we pay you a guaranteed rent each month, no matter whether the property has tenants in it or not. This way, it's in our favour to make sure that we manage your property to the highest standard and that we keep our tenants, i.e. our customers, happy and there for the long term. This works really, really well with landlords. And I think the peace of mind piece, the fact that we say that we look after their property as if it was our own, which we do, uh, goes down really well. And I always look at a rent to rent as basically the landlord's just my mortgage provider. I've got my hands on a property to manage as if it was my own. So by paying the landlord the guaranteed rent, it's no different than if I bought the property myself and had to pay the mortgage. The landlord for me is the mortgage. So that's the one thing you make sure they get paid and they're happy and that they can basically have the peace of mind to go off and get on with their life, safe in the knowledge that their asset, their investment is being looked after. If you can basically put that across to a landlord when you're speaking to them, then you're on to a winner. So it's massively important to build up rapport with the landlords or whoever you're speaking to. Make sure that you stop, make sure you stop talking and you listen to their problems. You listen to what they have to say and you delve a little deeper into what they say. If they're not telling you much, then just ask questions on the property. How is the property? Is it fully tenanted at the moment? Can you tell me about the property? How long have you had the property? Where is it? What sort of tenant type have you had in there? Have you had the property for a long time or is it quite a new investment for you? The issues that you've been having, that you say you've been having, if they do tell you, have these issues been going on long or is it quite a new thing? Get an idea and a feel for the pain that they're in. Build up the rapport and the trust, but make sure that you know what it is they've called you about to see if you can fix the problem for them. Never be afraid to ask them, what made you call me today? And then make sure that you stop talking. I have trouble with that, as you can appreciate. But if you stop and listen, you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. You should be listening twice as much as you're talking. I have to tell myself this on a daily basis. But generally, listen to what they've got to say and see how you can help and support them. And if you cannot help and support them, maybe you can point them in the right direction And in which case, it's all good karma. What goes around comes around. A good favor to somebody today will come back to you in the long run. I'm a big believer in that. And while we're on the subject of landlord letters and obviously them calling you, a lot of the time they might ring you up and say, what rent can you give me? What rent can you give me? You need to be telling them at the end of the day, I can plug any number you want or I want out of the sky. I need to view the property. I need to get in there and see for myself what's going on, because you never know, even if they just say, well, I can send you pictures. You don't know how new or old those pictures are. You don't know if those pictures were taken with maybe a hole in the wall behind them or anything that's not quite right. So you need to get in there. You need to view it and just say, we're not messing about with small figures here. You know, these are good numbers. This is a lot of money. Obviously, you can appreciate that we need to come to the property. We need to view it. We can be as discreet as you possibly like. We don't have to necessarily tell everybody who we are and exactly what we're doing. We can go in there with whatever you want us to say and just get a good look at it. Then we go away within 24 hours. We will have a price for you, an offer for you, and then we can see where your head's at. 
Now, I've had people say to me, oh, it's all right for you, Mark. You're all confident and you're good with people and everything. And yes, I come from a corporate background where I used to manage big teams. Uh, and we used to, you know, tell people what to do, put our arm around people and make sure that we were sorting them out. But when I first started in property, I was out of my comfort zone. It was new to me. I was talking to different people. I was doing different things. And I didn't feel I was the expert in any way, shape or form in the sector. That is why I went and got educated and I, that is why now I have a lot of confidence and I know and I can back up what I'm saying, because at the end of the day, I've learned how to do these things. So if there's something that I'm not sure about in property, I know where I can find the answers. And I know nine times out of 10 that I can probably do it anyway, because I've learned all the strategies. I've learned how to do pretty much everything in property. Now things change and I don't think I know everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm never that big headed. I am big headed. Don't get me wrong now. <laughs> but I'm never that big headed that I think I know everything and I'm not afraid to ask. If I'm not sure, I will ask who I think may know or who they may know that can help me and never be afraid to say to anybody, I'm not 100% sure on that. So rather than answer, I shall go off and I shall get the proper facts and I will come back to you with an answer. Nobody can argue with you about that. And there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But my first phone call was a car crash, a complete and utter car crash and a mess. I asked the wrong questions. I said the wrong things. And it's because I didn't know what I didn't know. But what I did do was straight after that, I sat down and I documented everything I could remember from that conversation. I wrote down what I did say, which was quite good. And there wasn't a lot in that first phone call. I could tell you that for free. And I wrote down all the bad things that I didn't need to say. And I put it all into a spreadsheet and I made sure that the next time I spoke to somebody, I was more professional. I made sure I said all the good things and I made sure I listened more. And I've made all of that over time now and documented it all. So that it is a very slick, very easy procedure to use. And that is what my students now use. They use from all my learnings and from all my experience, how to talk to agents, how to talk to landlords. They've got all the scripts, they've got all the bullet points, and they've got all the methods of how to create their own that suit their own business. And it works really, really well. So another good reason why I think going direct to the vendors, going direct to the landlords is great because you don't have any middleman. If you're using a letting agency, even if they're just finding you a property, it's another mouth to feed. It's another person that needs paying. Um, letting agents tend to want to do reference checks. Uh, they tend to want to have deposits taken off of you because that's all they know. That's the only business that they know. They don't know how to structure deals in a win-win manner for everybody. They just know what they're told to do. And that's basically it. They try and treat us, us rent-to-renters, like a tenant, like a sort of a chief tenant, maybe on a student let. And it's not the case. It needs to be structured differently. I like to show people and tell people how to structure this differently. And never be afraid again. A letting agent will say, oh, I've done a hundred of these before. There's loads of properties you can take on, blah, blah, blah. But you need to pay a grand up front or three grand up front. If it's not a deal you want to do and you do not have the money to do it, don't do that deal. Walk away. There's plenty more deals out there. But as I always say, make sure you're in the right environment to be able to ask the people with experience if that is a good deal or not. Are you happy to tie that money up over three to five years or not? And if it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, I would never plunk thousands of pounds into a deposit because that is just dead money. 
That is just sat there doing nothing for you whatsoever. For me, that's not a deal. But for somebody else, it may be a deal. They may be happy with it. And I always say, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you want to do. So by going directly to landlords, yeah, that landlords could still want a deposit off you or, you know, still maybe want credit checks and reference checks. And that's fine. That's not a problem. But structure it in such a way and put it to the landlords in such a way that it's a business to business agreement rather than thinking of you as the tenant or chief tenant taking on your properties. You are, in effect, a bit like a letting agency, but with more perks in the way that you do things. And if you have any questions like this, come and join the Rent to Rent Business Builder Facebook group. You'll see my smiley face, I believe, on the picture. Ask to join. I'll get you in there. And if you have any questions on this or need any help or support on this, then just come in there and ask them. It's a safe group. It's a, it's a relatively small group, a couple of hundred people in there, but we all look out for each other. We all ask good questions and we all support each other. So come and have a look at that if, if it's something that interests you or you want to find out more. Look it up on Facebook or message me and I can point you in the right direction for that. But it is a place that I put together. It's free to join. It's just there to support people and to help people because there's a lot out there that aren't very helpful or want uh, to get other things from you. So make sure you put yourself into a nice friendly environment with like-minded people. So going off from the landlord letters, get yourself out there, get yourself networking. And it doesn't necessarily need to be property related networking events. Go for breakfast mornings, go for lunches, go for whatever you can go for that ever suits your lifestyle. But get yourself out there because there's a lot of investors, a lot of people investing in HMOs, investing in property that aren't ever going to run them, that don't want to run them. So if you came across an investor whose whose next three year plan is to invest in 10 HMOs in a specific area, and that area happens to be the area you're operating in, if you tell them as soon as they finish doing the refurbs or buying the properties, you can take them on, you can offer them a guaranteed rent and you can look after the asset for them. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to want to work with you. As long as they like you and you've built up the rapport and you've taken time to understand their needs, you're onto a winner there because you potentially know that they can get on and do the deals. And as soon as they're ready, you can swoop on in, uh, get them marketed, get the tenants in there and everyone's a winner. So get yourself out to networking events. Obviously, as I've said before, that social media as well. Make sure that if you have a rent to rent business or you're setting one up, you do have a little bit of a social media presence. It doesn't have to be massive. It just needs to be enough that if somebody goes onto Facebook or maybe Instagram or LinkedIn and types in your company name, something comes up and shows them you in property. Uh, and I just think that's quite important, realistically. I don't know how many people have ever done that on me or not, as the case may be. But at the end of the day, I, I just think the way the world is now, people will want to check on people. So at least if they if they can have a check and they can see a little bit of a background, then they've got you there. Everybody's always on about websites uh, or landing pages. And there's no right or wrong answer with a website or a landing page. I don't actually know anybody who's got a rent to rent deal because somebody found their website. But if you have, then please reach out to me and let me know and I will stand corrected. Um, but it's good to have the presence there. But I think a lot of people also get hung up with a landing page, with a website. I can't send letters until I have my website ready. That's not the case. I will tell you for free right here and now, I do not have a rent to rent website and I never have. 
I was setting one up initially when I started out, but I never got around to finishing it and it's never done me any harm. Nobody's ever said to me, where's your website? I'm not doing a deal with you because you haven't got a website. But if you make sure that you've got a presence on social media, which is a lot more, a lot easier, really, for people to check and have a little look at. Uh, and also you can interact in, in groups uh, as as your company. So uh, it can it can show that you are a professional in your area. I think that looks a lot better personally. But um, yeah, there's no right or wrong. But I, I never, never let a website or not having a website stop you from advertising and forgetting for getting out there. That is just procrastination. And that is just an easy answer to say, I don't want to send my letters yet. Because maybe there's a bit of fear. Maybe you're a bit apprehensive. Uh, maybe you're a bit scared of what's what's to come. But at the end of the day, if you've made rent to rent your plan, you've made rent to rent your business strategy, then you need to be out there. If people do not know about you, they cannot ask you for your services and you are denying the people in your area a quality service. So think about it like that and go in and make sure you know what you're doing and you can deliver. And let's make sure that rent to rent out there gets a good name because it gets a bit of a bad rep a lot of the time. And you hear about more about the bad than you do the good in this day and age now, particularly on social media. So let's try and get a bit more good out there. Let's make sure that we're all doing it to the highest standard and we're doing the best jobs we can possibly do. So to help you out a little bit more, if you need a marketing letter, I have a free marketing letter that you can download and use yourself. You can just change the details, obviously, and put your own on there. Make sure it's not got my phone number on. Otherwise, I'm going to be taking your calls. But you can use that. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes for iTunes. Equally to that, if you go to the yourinspiredpath.co.uk website, you can download it from there. And also, you can download the 10 steps to building a rent-to-rent business guide with the bonus viewing guide as well. So I'm here, I'm here, I'm offering products, I'm offering help to you all. I want to see people creating the lives that they desire. Life by design is one of my favorite sayings, and it is so true you can do so. Once you start to build a profitable business and you make sure that your systems are in place and that you deliver on what you say you're going to deliver. So those free guides are there for you. All you have to do is click on the links and download those. Make sure that you're moving forward and let's all grow together. Again, if you're interested in my Rent to Rent Business Builder over 90 days training, then please feel free to reach out to me and ask for more. But until the next time, you all take care. And bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.